Soma Midtown. Uh, today is Thursday, May 28th, and my name is Brian Barley. I am one of the pastors of a church called The Summit in downtown Denver, Colorado. Uh, we've been here for uh, almost 10 years. We'll be 10 as a church in January. And I know that none of you have any idea of who we are, um, but we have a, uh, a great appreciation for who you guys are. And um, your church has been a great supporter, uh, encourager, and partner in the gospel to help us do what it is that we do, as well as Pastor Brandon has been a great friend, sounding board, and encourager uh, in why we're able to do what it is that we're uh, doing. Um, give you a bit of uh, information about my family is um, my wife, Megan, and I have been married for uh, almost 13 years, and um, we have three children, uh, Hannah, who is six, Gracie, who will be three in July, and our son, Bear, who actually turned six months today, which is really, really crazy. One of the things my wife has actually said is uh, one of the hardest parts of the, the pandemic for her has been um, having other people not be able to see uh our children grow up. And so those of you who are parents might be feeling that as well. And our second and third child, Gracie and Bear Biological, our oldest daughter, Hannah, is actually adopted. We adopted her from Taiwan, which is a small island off the coast of mainland China. And that process of adopting Hannah was um, one of the most beautifully profound and impactful experiences of my life. For so many reasons, but uh, one of them was uh, meeting a man named Ted. Uh, he was an Amer- he's an American who has lived in Taiwan for 50 years, has run the home that um, our, our daughter Hannah was living in at the time, and just a really godly man. And um, Ted was just really unique. One of the things that Ted would say all the time, I've thought about this so much in the midst of global pandemic, one of the things that Ted would say all the time is, uh, if the Lord wills or Lord willing. And um, at the time, it was actually very frustrating. And, um, you know, you just ask him a basic question of what are we going to do tomorrow or um, something big like the timing of when our adoption would go through. And he would either say, I don't know, or he would be like, Lord willing, and then give some sort of answer. And um, he would even do it with really small stuff. <laughs> My wife and I were talking about this last week of... Um, there was a McDonald's not too far away from the home. And, um, you know, every so often you have to go get your Big Mac and your, your McNuggets. And, um, and you'd be like, hey, Ted, are we going to go to McDonald's tomorrow? And um, a lot of times he'd be like, Lord willing. He'd be like, I just want to know if I'm getting my Big Mac or not, Ted. Um, but what I've realized is there was so much wisdom in what Ted shared there. I, I didn't really realize this at the time, but I think that um, Ted was actually taking this straight from James chapter 4. I'm going to read this for you. But when he says, um, when James writes, starting in verse 13, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So I think that's where Ted was taking it from. He just was kind of reluctant to make plans and say, if the Lord wills. And I think one of the reasons it was so frustrating to me, and I think also one of the reasons the global pandemic is so frustrating. I mean, it's it's tragic on so many different levels. Um, but I think one of the most felt is the way that um, what we're experiencing right now has assaulted our illusion of control. Our illusion of control is under attack, and that's actually a really good thing. But 
for many of us, uh, we were raised to believe that through um, wanting something badly enough and working hard enough, reality can be whatever it is we want it to be. Um, even uh, probably many of you listening can think back on, or maybe you recently have had conversations um, where you know you have just kind of nonchalantly shared with a friend what the plans for the rest of your life look like you you know you think about that it's it's just it's not unusual you know for a 19 year old in college to be talking with a friend in the dorm room and just kind of laying out this is what the rest of my life is going to look like i'm going to graduate at this age i'm going to get this job Uh, i don't want to be married until the age of 27 28 that's when it's kind of hard for me not to be married so at 27 28 then i'll get married then we're going to take a period of time just to work on our marriage before we have kids. Then around 29, 30, we'll, we'll have kids. We want three kids. We want two boys, one girl. And then, you know, then they'll do this. And we just sort of kind of believe that we have this power to will into existence whatever it is we desire. And um, here we find ourselves uh, totally powerless. <laughs> Like we're not able to really travel. We're not able to really do what we want to do. I'm not sure what it's like in Indy, but in Denver, um, basically any fun place that my kids used to uh, go to with any frequency has been taken away. And if they want to see their friends, they have to be socially distanced, which believe it or not is very difficult for small children. And um, and I think that, that's really difficult. I think even as you guys have talked about already on this podcast, Um, if you were feeling your feelings and if you were letting your feelings reflect the reality in which you're experiencing, it should feel difficult. It should feel, uh, disheartening and, um, shaking at a soul level that we're not nearly as powerful as we were led to believe. And, um, and I want to encourage you with this two particular realities. Um, I think the first is I want, I want to encourage you to joyfully accept your limited, finite place in the universe. That um, maybe the predominant American narrative that reality can be whatever we want it to be, um, which is not biblical. Actually, that line comes straight from Thanos in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, So he's not a great uh, philosopher to take your worldview from. Um, That reality can be whatever you want it to be is not actually a reflection of reality, that we are much more limited, we are much more finite, we are much more powerless than we were led to believe. And um, what we're experiencing right now proclaims that reality to us in, uh, in so many different ways. So first, I just want to encourage you to joyfully rest and um, your finiteness and your limitations, the boundaries in which God has placed upon you as a human being. And secondly, I want you to rest in this reality that what the gospel proclaims to us is while we do not really control anything, when we really do not, if we think objectively about it, have power over anything that really does matter, we are gifted access to the fatherly provision and care of the God who controls everything. We are trying to develop this in our people right now. One, I don't control anything. Two, God controls everything. Three, and that is good news. I don't control anything. God controls everything. And that is 
good news. The surrender of our control, our humble acknowledgement that God controls everything does not lead us to freaking out, but rather to rest because God has revealed what he feels about us. In the midst of the mystery, we see the clarity of the cross, the God who sovereignly guides uh, the, the flow of history, guided in such a way that his son would die in our place for our sins so that we might be reconciled back. And the way that he sees us is no longer his enemy, but his beloved and adopted sons and daughters. And consequently, as we rest and as we surrender and as we accept our limitations, we do so not from a posture of paralysis or anxiety, but rest in the reality that we have the fatherly care. We are underneath the fatherly reign and rule and shepherding care of the God who controls everything. And he leverages that power for the sake of the flourishing and the good of his people. And so I... Um, I'm in no way trying to be dismissive of the uh, difficulties of what of what you're going through, but I am uh, similarly expectant for those of you I've not even had the privilege of meeting uh, of the way that God will press these difficult realities into your heart, and um, you as His beloved son or daughter will flourish as a consequence. Uh, you are loved by us, but more importantly, you are loved by God, and um, I'm thankful for your time. Blessings to you.